This is Cole Johnson, quarterback at the University of North Texas, and you're listening to Flawcast Network. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Flawcast Network. Jay Ruff in the house today. Glorious day. Glorious day to talk about some fantasy football. We, and I said we, we are outside today. It is a Tuesday and I am joined by TC in the house from California. How's it going, TC? Justin Ruff. It is a glorious Tuesday. Still Tuesday. starts with a T, yeah. so we're okay. We can only get you in on Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's, that, and except that, for last Friday. That, right, well, yeah. That's because we had to make an, a, <laughs> an exception for Mr. Skinley. Now, I got I to gotta throw some history at you, TC. So a year ago... Okay, a year ago, we did this AFC East, and that's what we're going through today, the AFC East. And we had the very first face-to-face, very first face-to-face podcast on that day, on this episode. And that was with you and Q. Of course, we're dropping Q out of everything. Yeah. He is fired out of everything. He's just no longer uh, <laughs> reliable. But, um, so I thought it would be this. This is actually the first year. Our first podcast face to face this year. Yeah, season three. Season so three. So this is this is this is great that you were able to come in today. Drove all the way from California just for this podcast. Literally, I spent and- five days on the road. <laughs> I battled mountain trolls. Um, yes, I, yeah. I, I battled. Um, mm-hmm. Tri- bridge trolls. <laughs> Realistically, uh, fires, forest yes, fires. Yeah. fires and, and just wildfires everywhere. Mosquitoes. Oh, don't even get me started. Folks, if you don't uh, know about it, mosquitoes right now are my oh, worst man. enemy. They're numero uno on my list to exterminate, <laughs> so I'm going to make friends with spiders. You best believe it. They're all over you. Oh, it's bad. I look like a Dalmatian you, with yeah, mosquito bites. You sure do. You sure Wear do. your mosquito spray. This is not an ad for... Uh, Mosquito spray cutter or whatever it is, but listen, I promise you, they're bad this year, Mm -hmm. especially Mm -hmm. after the rain that just came along. Right. It was really worse. But anyways, okay, we are going, this is not the mosquito episode. This is the AFC East. Now, TC, this is the very first division that we are doing this year, and of course, we brought you in. It was perfect timing because this is with your New England Patriots. They're in this division. Uh, Last year, uh, we... uh, the Buffalo Bills, they were number one. They went 13-3 and three in this division. They're number one in this division. Dolphins were right behind them, surprisingly. 10-6 and six record for Miami. Uh, Pats, they were 7-9. and nine. And the New York Jets, they were 2-14. and 14. Um, So, you know, listening to this episode last year, we predicted the Bills being number one. Patriots right behind them. The Dolphins um, were the big surprise. The Dolphins there. were the big surprise. They we had didn't expect it. We did not. Now Tua wasn't the main guy f- for the whole year, but we will talk about the Dolphins here a little bit. Let's just go ahead and talk about these Buffalo Bills. Now with the Bills, TC, them having that great year, that thirteen and three record, uh, very very good. What was the main reason for them to have that that year? It's obvious. It? it's obvious. It's obvious. Josh Allen. He took, Josh he took Allen. the biggest leap of any player in the NFL, in my opinion, last year. 
I mean, maybe there were some other ones. There's some like dirty work guys who who it drastically improved. But when you're the quarterback and you make such a big leap like that, like we all saw that he had potential, but he we we also thought he was kind of raw and underdeveloped. And he must have went in and put the work in, and everything just started clicking for him. Um, and also the addition of Stefan Diggs mm, really, mm. really gave him some confidence that he, he didn't have before with receivers. Right. He had Cole Beasley, who his catch rating on Madden is like a 97 right now, 98. So this dude eats up everything. And then Stefan Diggs just being the superb athlete that he is, just they just brought that together. And they had some pretty good um, tight ends too. Dawson Knox did decently. The running game wasn't mm-hmm. the best. Um, we'll start. We'll get talking about that here in a few seconds. But so yeah, with with Josh Allen, he he definitely. And we talked about this last year on this episode. His best wide receiver was John Brown. Now don't get me wrong, John Brown wasn't bad. But if you throw a man in, a man like freaking Stephon Diggs, who's a clear cut number one wide receiver, John Brown can do more things. And I think he connected Diggs connected extremely well with Josh Allen. Uh, they had like one brain, it seemed like, because I was a Josh Allen owner. So I watched a lot of the Buffalo Bills. And him, especially going with with Stephon Dix, I mean, those two just connected on a different level. And and we'll see what if, if they can be able to do that this year. I believe they will. But with, with Josh Allen, he definitely put up MVP types of numbers, especially in the beginning of the year. All, all of his numbers we're looking at right now, TC, all of his numbers went up. His yards, his touchdowns. Um, I mean, even he, he even kept his interceptions down. Uh, his his uh, completion percentage were extremely high. And, of, co- of course, he always does what he, he loves to do is run the ball. Yeah, he's and got we, great legs. Right, and we thought he, that was going to go down a little bit, and he, we thought he was going to run a little bit more, which he did just a little bit. He was a little bit under 500 yards, but still – Got those touchdowns on the ground. He got those yards. He's still a triple threat. And I, I do believe he's going to be the same. And, and, and I think uh, when, when we did the quarterback episode, Q thought that his numbers would decline a little bit because the defense would focus a little, a little bit more on how to stop this man. But do you think he will have a similar year? Or the I think he's expecting that. I think he knows mm-hmm. that like, like the hard, they say it's harder to stay on top than to get to the top. And I think that's true. I'm not. He's not on the top yet, and he's still getting there. But he understands that teams are targeting him now. They know that he is the exceptional quarterback uh, in he, on that team. Like he's 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 a great player mm-hmm. um, because he is a triple threat, and because he has these these wide receivers. You know, he's going to be scrambling a lot. Hopefully, that line can can really protect him. Because if you understand that you've got a quarterback like him that can make things happen, not just manage the game, and not just not turn the ball over, but he can make things happen. That is that's rare in uh, NFL quarterbacks, and he's got we got a franchise quarterback here with the Buffalo Bills. Absolutely, absolutely. Still the age of twenty five now. TC, this guy is not a keeper in our league. He is not as of right now. But I tell you what, if he's on a in a, in a certain situation, out of four keepers, do you think he could be a keeper on someone's team? 
I think if someone has Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen from the year before, I think that they could look at him being a keeper. Mm -hmm. um, it's tough, though. I mean, we have four keepers, and generally we see Josh Allen going in the third and fourth round on the average. Mm -hmm. So it's really not that big of a deal. Plus, we have a 2QB league, which makes the quarterback position even more valuable. I think if you would think about the keepers, I mean, the quarterbacks that could be keepers, it would be Patrick Mahomes, of course, hands down, hands which he down. is. I think Josh Allen could be, and any other quarterback, I don't Probably think they not. could. Maybe he's the only one that's in the conversation. Right, Kyler Murray. Mahomes. I don't even. Mean, but we, we're going to need another year out of him, and he's yeah, going to have to step it up a yeah. little bit more. Even though we do see high um, fantasy points per game from Kyler Murray, we're still going to need to see a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, and TC, you <laughs> talked about a little bit. Um, zoom tight. You talked a little bit Thanks. about uh, the running backs. Now, it, it's clear the fact that the Bills did not draft or sign a running back this offseason. Uh, I mean, it really does give Devin Singletary and Zach Moss some value this upcoming season. They're likely to, of course, TC continue to share the ball. Uh, I mean, they did that towards the end of last year, especially the last seven to eight games. I mean, where, where Singletary, you know, they, he saw like just, you know, from looking at my stats, 80 touches one game for Singletary, 70 for, 77 for Moss. Now, of course, it, it was pretty obvious that Zach Moss was the end zone kind of running back. He was a guy that would, you know, you get to the, you know, 10 yards or less, they would go to him. Yeah, he's the but, bigger back. He had more power. Uh, Singletary was a, more the elusive, out of the backfield, mm -hmm. pass catching back. Um, they're definitely splitting carries, but neither one of them really like right. emerged. And here's here's another thing. And what concerns me about drafting these guys is the upside for the man we just talked about, Josh Allen, his rushing game. Yeah, I mean he kind of hurt Singletary and Moss just a little bit, in my personal opinion, because. And like we said, Josh Allen, he can run the ball. He's got the legs. And I think that hurts fantasy value for these two guys. It definitely does. I mean, that's almost like three three running backs right there. It, mm -hmm. It's the same thing when you're looking at, like, Lamar Jackson. Um, it's, it's hard to trust one of the running backs in fantasy perspective because you don't get the volume that you're looking at for fantasy. Right. And now we're starting to see this a lot more, this transition into a running back by committee approach. But, but but the thing is, like when a running back's really good, like you you know which type guys those are: Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, um, Dalvin Cook. Those guys are going to get the ball because of how good they are. But you get some like tier two, tier three guys, tier four guys. They're going to be running back by committee, so it's kind of hard to predict who's going to be getting the ball, who's going to be getting the touches, and that a lot comes to like their play style. Um, like we're mm -hmm. gonna see this with Aaron Jones a little bit, and AJ Dillon. I think he's gonna start getting some goal line touches because how big the dude is. He's gonna be a hammer on the inside. So TC, if you had to pick between one of these backs, Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, who would it be? Well, I think I'm gonna have to go with Zach Moss because because uh, this is his second year, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is his second year. He's had more time to develop. Every rookie last year kind of had a shorthanded season because of COVID, because of no training camp, and we really didn't get to see them take off until usually in the last half of the season. So I'm going to like play that game where hopefully you, uh, you, you, you see the development. Yeah, man, I just don't, I don't know. I, we might have seen... I, I'm not going to be the... targeting him early or anything, but 
If I'm going to draft one or the other, I think I'm going to take think a I chance would, on Zach. Well, Hey, if you would have asked me this, TC, if you would have asked me this last year, um, in the future, if I would have picked Zach Moss or Devin Singletary, I think right now I would pick Moss because we're approaching the third year with Singletary on this team. And I think he took a, a step back last year um, with with the adding of this guy, Zach Moss. Um, I, I think Zach Moss could have more potential, and I wouldn't be surprised. I, I do. I still like my Devin Singletary. I like him, but I wouldn't be surprised if Zach Moss maybe towards the end becomes more of the go-to guy. I still think they're going to share a lot. Um, I mean, they, they like to do, like I said, the, the sharing of these two running backs and then, of course, throw Allen in there. But if I had to pick one, maybe sliding over the other, it would be Moss over Singletary. Yeah, I, I think that – I think Moss looks more like a traditional running back. He's got the build. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Devin Singletary is 5'7". Zach Moss is – he's a little bit taller than him. But they both weigh about the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if that's going to have too much to deal with it. But – it just looks like that's going to happen. Like you said, third year, we're not getting much out of him. But this could be different, a different year because last year or two years ago, it's and then compared to last year, the jump with Josh Allen, you know, maybe that kind of spills over into the running backs and they get a fire lit underneath them and want to and want to move the ball and they start rushing harder and harder. That's right. what you can hope for. You can't ever, like, prepare for that, though, especially if we don't have prior knowledge to seeing that kind of thing happen. Right. Right, absolutely. So let's move on to the wide receivers. So with them, they they lost one and they added one. TC is what I looked at. They did uh, lose John Brown. They uh, released him, um, and which made some room, you know, of course, in their cap. But with so with the adding of Emmanuel Sanders, which you know, if you have to look at it, TC. Maybe John Brown was a little bit better than Sanders, but with that being said, I think Sanders isn't a bad add-on, especially just him doing his role, kind of being the Robin to Diggs Batman. Yeah, he's got the experience. He's got the mindset. He knows how to play his role and be the supporting player. He knows he's not going to go in there and be the number one. That's Diggs' job. He has proven himself to be a top-five wide receiver and – that's the go-to guy. He's going to be a role player. He's going to be great for experience. He can share information with Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis and even Cole Beasley, um, if he plays. You know, it's, we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that, yeah, folks. Yeah. Well, with so let's let's go to the main guy in Stephon Diggs. Of course, I, I've I, I share this a lot, but I was not high on Stephon Diggs last year. He proved me wrong. He really became a top five wide receiver in this league, I do believe. Oh, yeah. Um, he was extremely well. Now, does that have something to do, TC, with the emergence of Mr. Josh Allen? I think they emerged together. In this. They did. Now, they, we also have seen Stephon Diggs have some pretty good games with Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. but he wasn't always just the number one. Adam Thielen was there, so they were always kind of like a back and forth, one and two. Now, I think that we saw Diggs as the more traditional number one in that style, but Thielen was kind of catching everything and hauling in, and then, you know, Diggs made it public that he was not happy with the situation, and then he had some really good games, but going into a situation like this, when you have a a, a prospering QB that can Take, that we hope could take the next step before he did take the next next step. That gives them confidence to make the connection between each other, to elevate each other to that next level, and they did that. And this is what you, 
this is perfect scenario for Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen. Win-win trade. Absolutely. So with Stephon Diggs, the year before last year, he had his best year, and that was his last year with Minnesota. You know, all of his all of his numbers went up, um, except for you know the the catches and and targets. But this year. Uh, this was his very first year since 2015 that he played the full year, all 16 games. And every single thing went up. All of his, all of his numbers, his, his catches, his targets, his yards, his touchdowns, all those bad boys went up. And, and so, TC, is this something that he can match? Is this something that he, will he take us a step back? Uh, again, like we said earlier with Josh Allen. It's easier to say that they will take a step back because of how well they played. Um, I don't think it'll be a step back. I think it'll be a consistent play. I don't think they'll get better. I think they'll play consistently. I think we'll see numbers that are matching from last year transfer on to this year. So, so top top five wide receivers still? Oh, I think so. You think with, so? With Josh Allen, if he continues to play mm-hmm. at that level, I think Stephon Diggs will continue to play at that level. Josh Allen break breaks a nail. Mitch Trubisky comes in. Oh, goodness. How does that affect? Hopefully it doesn't come to that. We're relying on the Mitch. All right, but it is is, is can his you, can talent. Can you really rely on the Mitch? I don't think you can. The Bears the Bears dead, and look how that happened. So yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen. I think that he could be a good quarterback to come in and, you know, take over for a game, the last half of a game, mm-hmm. and and that's all you need him for um, because I think it's too much pressure on him. To make him the starting or a, yeah, just a full-time starting quarterback, I think he can't handle the pressure, and I think that was proven with the Bears. Now, although the Bears franchise, the team or the the fan base, they're kind of vicious because mm. they haven't had a good quarterback in a long time. You know, Jay Cutler was the best one they've had in recent memory. I mean, Rex Grossman went took him to the Super Bowl, but that was a defensive kind of situation. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. I I mean I. I think that he has the tools and the mechanics to be good, but I don't think he has the mental capacity to have that confidence in himself to go out there and be the dog, the top dog. So I don't think he can. We will see. It's all we will see at this point, TC. Moving on to another wide receiver, Mr. Cole Beasley. Now, like you mentioned, TC, if he plays this year, I do believe he still will. He'll suck it up and just play some football. But last year, Cole Beasley, he played some football. He had the best year in his career. Uh, this is, uh, I think that was his season number nine. So he's approaching his 10th season. Majority of those seasons were with the Cowboys, but that was his second year last year uh, with the Bills. And he did very, I mean, heck, man, he did very well. Coming off a career high, like I said, 82 catches. Uh, just a little bit under 1,000 yards. Uh you know, and of course, John John Brown was still in there as well. But I do believe Cole Beasley could be. I mean, he is a dangerous little guy. He's. I think he's the most underrated player in the NFL right now because he was constantly not on anybody's roster, but consistently producing flex numbers. He was consistently producing double digit mm-hmm. numbers, and that's something you want. Um, and I guess he just wasn't that sexy. Pick. He wasn't, and he was in the majority of the waiver wire pickups. Maybe yeah. from time to he time, was up and down all season. Uh, he was a good flex option. Yeah, very. Much I, so. I, I do believe it because I think John Brown was uh, missing some games here and there. We I'm just not. saw other people as being a better option than Cole Beasley. And, right, and but again, with John Allen going nuts, Josh, um, Josh Allen. Allen. Sorry, John Allen. With with Josh Allen going nuts, I mean his his value goes up a little bit more um, in in that regard. So, tight ends, TC, Dawson Knox. 
a guy who I think he is approaching year two, correct? Yeah, he was a rookie last year. Yeah, rookie last. Well, actually, no. Oh, this is year ago. three, man. I heck. guess it's weird because we're getting old, dude. <laughs> year three for Dawson Knox. Uh, now he he did miss some games. Did miss some games last year. Last year was not his best year uh, because of those three games, four games that he missed. This year, I think they might get him more involved offensively. But I think them adding Emmanuel Sanders might hurt him a little bit more when it comes to fantasy value-wise. Um, but, you know, Dawson Knox could. He has he has the potential to have a breakout year. Yeah, I think that we've seen, like, some, some real good plays from him. Now, the, the trick is to find that consistency and find your best role mm-hmm. in every single play. Um, sometimes you get the you get the... Um, the idea that some players only want to give it their all when they're involved directly in the play and they'll get the ball. And sometimes you need role players. And if he can learn to be that role player, he can help the team out in more ways than just catching the ball and being um, getting those touchdowns. He's got five touchdowns, two in his first year, three last year. Um, so we know he can make those grabs. Um, I don't know if he's a viable tight end fantasy option right now unless I, there's a, an emergence from right. it. Right. He's definitely probably like a guy that, uh, that you know, just similar with, with my personal p- experience from last year, I drafted uh, TJ Huckinson in like the 15th, 16th round. He became a top five tight end. And especially for me, I mean, he was definitely someone I could rely on. Uh, could he do that? I don't know. Maybe we'll see. We uh, won't say no because we you won't never say no. Certain, but I mean, he's definitely it doesn't not, look that way. So someone far. you're someone you're drafting that is that you're you're banking and just throwing the you dice, could pick him yeah. up on a weak tight end matchup if you need a, a tight end and your tight end's on a buy. So kind of keep your eye out for that situation. All right, new team TC. The second team last year is of course that we mentioned the Miami Dolphins. Uh, let's start. What I mean, last year they did again had a ten and six record. Tua came in through halfway through the year after the beard, uh, didn't really live up to the hype with a, a top five pick should have done. Um, of course, I think uh, he he when it comes to the numbers, but I think he didn't do that bad. Uh, and I think this year will will definitely he will definitely take a step forward. I do believe, of course. If he's still the guy, if they don't, you know, the Miamis or the the Denver's pick up a, a quarterback in Watson that the rumors are flying about. But with Tua, I think they are doing, TC, a fantastic job surrounding this quarterback with the pieces that is needed. Will Fuller was just recently added. Uh, they they picked up a a a former uh, Alabama teammate in this kid in Waddle in the first round, uh, and they they know what they need to do offensively to help this guy out. And so far, of course, they just have to be patient. One game for Will Fuller, but that's that's a guy that is that we all know who he is. Speedy he little dude. He will that's stretch that need. field, and I think they're doing what they need to do. To help this guy out in the future. They're building around him. That's all you can ask for, right? Mm-hmm. You want to give a quarterback the best shot that he can take? Then you build around him. Now, I'm not sold on Tua yet. I didn't like what he looked, how he looked uh, last year when he was playing. I felt like he didn't have the that, that zest mm-hmm. that some quarterbacks mm-hmm. just go out there and they command presence. Um, and I didn't feel like I, I was attracted to that energy that he was putting out because I don't know if it was there. Now... Uh, Football isn't just about physical ability. 
because we've seen a lot of people with physical ability go out and just flunk out of the NFL because they couldn't handle handle the mental aspect of it. Now he is only a six-one quarterback, um, and that's kind of short. Not you know we've seen shorter <laughs> players play better, so that shouldn't be held against him too much. But that is something people pick at because they can pick at it. Um, but he he's got a decent running back in my opinion with Miles Gaskin. I think that's a great fallback in that situation. He's got legs himself. Um, mm-hmm. He's a lefty. We don't see a lot of those, which right, is cool. Right. Um, I I want him to do well because I like the Dolphins. I don't know. I've, I've become a football fan <laughs> since playing fantasy. Like, of course, we all have our teams, but you want to see these players do well just because you want good football to watch. And, honestly, we want players to score fantasy points for our teams, and we're not biased so much on our team that we only pick our favorite NFL team to get those players. Right. So you want him to play well. Unless you're coming just, back. <laughs> yeah. <Crafted>. Or Mr. <laughs> Ruff. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I've, I've, I've gotten better. I've gotten better. He's learning, folks. Teams. He's learning. It, it It is true. You can learn. You can teach an old dog new tricks. You heard it from here first. <laughs> All righty. So with, with, with Tua, um, could he be, TC, a quarterback two in our league? That's tough. I think he could be. I think he could uh, be. Again, it, it's a bunch of what if – Kind it, of stuff. A lot of it is. It's a lot of what ifs. We're not uh, right off the bat. I don't think he will be. No, and and I'm not going to speak in absolutes either because a fantasy football, football in general, is just unpredictable. You never know who's going to do what or what's going to happen. Nobody predicted uh, Josh Allen to have that breakout, mm-hmm. you know, third season mm-hmm. like he did. And you know, maybe it takes to a you know after this year another year for that to happen. Um, but if the Miami Dolphins are in the run for Deshaun Watson. But he's got a bunch of civil suits against him, so I don't know how that will affect his playing time. He might get an NFL suspension because of it. Um, If Deshaun Watson goes to the Dolphins, I think that's gonna that's gonna change a lot of things. Sure. I mean, and I think they could send Tua to the Texans. He's a quarterback. He's young. (laughs) I don't know if he will do any better there. No, probably not, because the Texans look like. They're not looking good right like a now. Dumpster fire. Yeah, I know they're not looking good. Uh, we will see uh, how Tua will do this year. Moving on to the running backs, your man, TC, your man, Mr. Miles Gaskin, three-year guy out of Washington, a uh, guy that day back in 2019 drafted in the seventh round, but really impressed people his second year in the NFL. Now, granted, he only played nine games, uh, had an injury there, and had about 584 yards. COVID COVID mixed in there. But, with that being said, he impressed a lot of people, TC. He impressed you greatly. Yes, he did. He he pushed me into the the playoffs. could Could this be a guy who... Steps forward even more his third year, which I do believe because let's let's be honest, TC, he was not the main guy beginning of this year at this time last year. It was, it was Jordan Breda. Howard and Matt Breida, and those two mixed. Yeah, he wasn't even like no. in the field they, or anything. They're not on the team. Anymore. But week three, this guy stepped out and he took over the role for being the main guy, and he definitely did a great job. And I think this year he could be. Flirting around the 900,000 yards rushing-wise and could be the guy there. If they um, utilize him if correctly. They u- yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think he's the three-down back per se. I think he's he's a specialty kind of player, but I think that you can make those plays happen by design. So they're going to utilize his strengths, and they're going to get him the ball 
and he's going to do something with every chance that he gets because I think he's now he's got this confidence about him, especially after week 16 when he had a, his best week of of his career so mm -hmm, far. So mm -hmm. he's coming in hot, flying high off of that great game. Um, so I think this is a guy to look out for. Now he's got a – I think he's kind of far back um, ADP-wise. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Um, could be a great steal. And if you're in a snake draft – you got to look at the situation where if you're at the end or the beginning of the draft list, and if you need solid running backs, solid number one running backs, are they going to get back to you after you've picked your two picks? Maybe not. So this is a guy that you could take a shot for a little early, and I think it'll still pay off. Absolutely, absolutely. So we'll see there uh, with with Miles Gas. He's got Malcolm Brown right behind him, Savine Ahmed. Um, so those guys, of course, will will throw their names out there a little bit, but I, I do believe that Miles Gaskin is the main horse there that will do the work and get the job done. Moving on to the wide receivers. There's a few of them here, yes. but again, this kind of goes back to what we were talking about, TC, with the Dolphins surrounding Tua with uh, impressive pieces. I think these guys will match up good with Tua. Uh, Devontae Parker's still there. Not a bad year last year. It was a pretty average flex player. Will, uh, will Fowler that we mentioned, one game suspension this year, but he's back. He had a very good year. I think his, I mean, he kind of put his name in there for being, I mean, he was the wide receiver one for Houston. I thought he did pretty good there. He was juicing up a little he bit. He was, so yeah, well, that, yeah. He didn't uh, know. Or maybe he did, maybe he <laughs> didn't. Doesn't matter. Uh, like I said, they drafted the rookie, Jalen Waddle, who could step in there and do good things. Preston Williams they still have, who didn't do as good as he uh, He's kind of been injury-plagued. Yeah, so those guys right there. Um, who do you think will be the number one for this? That's tough because it is tough because you know if if Will Fuller can stay healthy and 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 be something similar to what he was last year, um, it, it could be him. But I don't think it's like a wide open uh, competition. I don't think he's just like yeah, it's obviously him. Um, with with Jalen Waddle, he already has a, a, some rapport with Tua Tagovailoa in in general from playing in Alabama, so that could help. Jalen Waddle and now Devontae Parker's just been on Miami and and Miami hasn't been the greatest team in the past you know years last year was their best year where they kind of surprised a lot of people mm -hmm. but he's been playing well I know and and for someone who's been on the team who's been putting in his time and stayed with the Dolphins and making things happen he's been through different coaches different teams different offensive quarterbacks just everything and he's still there and he still produces pretty decent flex numbers he's somebody you got to watch out for the, the year before last year, so 2019, um, I had him on my team as well, had over 1,000 yards. I think at that time he was a good, solid wide receiver 2-3 guy. Um, last year there was a little bit of inconsistency uh, when it comes to his game, uh, but still back-to-back -back years that Parker had, he I mean, he's still getting looked at. Both years had over, over 100 targets. Uh, will that change a little bit with the adding of Will Fuller and Waddle? Yes, I, I do believe so. so. Too. I think Waddle and Fuller will be they will finish ahead of Parker uh, towards the end of the year. I think those two guys and then Parker will be number three on this team. It, it, it looks like it talent wise, um, but I think if we're going to go off pure talent, I think so far Jalen Waddle is the most talented. Because you know he's he's coming from Alabama, had a very good last uh, college season, 
Um, Will Fuller, he had just issues with staying healthy. Um, Parker, did he have some issues with health in previous years before he had a thousand? He did. Year? He did, and okay, he had some knee problems. So, um, so that that really like hurts a lot of players. It's just the wear and tear of the game. You never know what's going to happen in practice, outside of practice, in the game. And mm -hmm. if they all stay healthy, we've got a very good. Um, three wide receiver core on this team. Yeah, man. And with with Jalen Waddle, we'll talk about him and move on tight ends. But with Jalen Waddle, here's an interesting fact, TC. In 2019, in college for Waddle, right, he played nine games with Tua. All right, And this was before his injury. He totaled 315 receiving yards and two touchdowns. Not bad. Okay, but unfortunately the, the injury happened, season ending, so Mac Jones came in, a guy who, heck, we didn't really talk about, but he was on the, he's now on the Patriots. He came in uh, for the rest of uh, uh, the career for Waddle there. In eight total games with Jones in 2019 and 20, Waddle totaled 795 receiving yards and eight touchdowns. So in reality, he played better. I mean, take this as, as you may, but he played better with Mac Jones than he did with Tua. Yeah, well, I was watching Mac Jones highlights, and we'll talk more about this earlier, and he looks like a, a very traditional <laughs> quarterback who is comfortable in the pocket. And, yeah, everyone says Mac Jones is only good because of the surrounding cast. Well, well Mac <laughs> Jones made them as good as they are, too, yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, and that's, that's – I mean, heck, I didn't really have a point to that, but I think maybe Mac Jones – I mean, they, I, I guess they connected better. Um, than him and Tua. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's just the way that the, the ball's thrown. Maybe like with Tua being a lefty, the rotation of the spin might have something to do with it. I don't know. I'm just talking out of my butt here. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. All right, tight end Mike Jacecki is pretty much the, the the main guy there now with with all those wide receivers that we talked about. TC, okay, uh, with you know Parker, Fuller, Waddle, Williams. Um, does that push down? Jacecki's fantasy value. It kind of, it kind of has. You to. would think it, it would. Kind of has. You to. would think it would. But I think what is great is that for the team, this is excellent because now they can draw up specific plays to make it seem like you know one of these three wide receivers are going to get the ball and Jacecki's underneath and you know or something whatever he's doing gets the ball he's open because the defense is focused on all the other offensive weapons that are mm -hmm. on this team. So this mm -hmm. team has like. Really good offensive weapons, like the best Dolphin weapons that we've seen in a minute, in a hot minute, too. Mm. So, And we saw some really good games out of him last year, so we know he's a talented guy. And if we can just it's, – it's hard to say, though, because you want consistency in fantasy, and tight end is not the most consistent position. Unless you're, you know, either Mark Andrews, Darren Waller, George Kittle, or Travis Kelsey. Right. Those are the most consistent guys. But he, what, what did he finish last year fantasy-wise? I, I don't have the stat, but I think he was up there. He, yeah, I, I, it wasn't bad. I, I, I still remember he was in the waiver wire, um, and I, I, he did pretty good the last couple of games, and I, I picked him up because um, I was looking for a tight end because some with I think it was a buy for Huckinson, and he. Did absolutely awful two weeks in a row, so I just canned him. So I had and a I think sour after that, taste. Then he started doing well yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know what it is, just fantasy luck there. But will Jaseki 
be a tight end one for our league. So top eight in our league. Uh, tough to say. It's tough to say. It I really don't is. think so. I'm going to say no just because of the competition where the ball is going to be going yeah, for the Dolphins. Yeah. Um, he could just emerge as to his favorite target because of like a safety blanket kind of situation. I just, yeah, it's it's hard to say with so many mouths to feed but with, with these guys. I don't, I don't know. To be a top eight, though, I think he'll be the top 12. I think he could be top 12, definitely. Top He's 12, definitely 10. a guy that you're going to look at to pick up. Uh, based off of matchups. Right, right. All right, TC, those were the top two teams from last year. Let's move on to the, the bottom of the barrel uh, for this division. One of the crappiest teams in the league, especially in the history of this NFL league, the most embarrassing team ever is the New England Patriots. You know, <laughs> I thought you were going to say Jets. I thought you were leading me on, and then you were just faking what You were like, oh, okay, he's talking about the Jets the whole time. Oh, yeah. No, he wasn't. Can't believe Good it. Old, I, can't go. I can't do this Good anymore, old folks. Patriots. See you later. All right. So, yeah, of course, they finished 7-9 and nine last year. A little bit different pace than you're used to, TC. But, of what course, brand new, uh, brand new quarterback. I mean, uh, onto that team, uh, that quarterback left and did better things in Florida. But Cam Newton, what? How do you th- how do you feel about this kid overall? First, first off, last year. You know, I-, I couldn't expect him to come out and be MVP. Cam, I couldn't expect it. Um, mm-hmm. we, we we talked about it. We wanted it to happen. I I wanted to hype him up, and I you know I might have said like, yeah, he's going to be great, and that's because you got to have faith in your team, you know. But if we're taking speaking from a fantasy standpoint and you know a real um, a realist observation, uh, he 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 underwhelmed I think. But you also have to realize that those injuries that plagued him after his MVP season, after that that loss in the Super Bowl to the Denver Broncos, he kind of like maybe lost a little bit of that moxie he has. Um, the foot injury and the shoulder injury. He was a run first kind of guy in court in in college. He was a superior athlete, and that got him by a lot of the times. Um, and you see people that are superior athletes; they they're not the best athlete on the field anymore once they're playing in the NFL. Right, and, and again, the team didn't really help him out. wasn't the best team. No, we didn't, didn't really have, have wide receivers. Didn't have wide receivers or running backs. The running back game and was just it was. It was, yeah. it was a mess. And no we'll, one was like the clear go-to guy. They absolutely. didn't have a leader on the team. Absolutely, and we'll talk about that in a bit. But with, with Cam Newton, he was the leading uh, running back pretty much. I mean, yeah. 595 rushing yards. And here's what's crazy to me with Cam Newton. He had eight touchdowns, ten interceptions. Eight, he was 8-10. Through and 10. the air. Yeah, through the air. But he had some running touchdowns, which helped him but, out. But, yeah. yeah, but that's I mean that just blows my mind. That the, that touchdown number was so low. I mean, I, I guess agree. it shouldn't because, like we said, the pieces around him or the receiving wise wasn't the best. Yeah. But what what blows my mind, uh, TC, is with the Patriots. I don't really know what they're doing in the off season. And they added Hunter Henry. They added uh, Johnny Smith. Smith. But they they you would think. They would add somebody that would help them out in the running game and also their receiving game. If you look at their receivers, TC, the only receiver that they added was Nelson Aguilar. Now, of course, he, if we had Kendrick TC Bourne in here, too. Kendrick Bourne, yeah, but heck, let's be honest. <laughs> okay, I don't need that uh, crap. Nelson talk. Aguilar. I mean, if T, I mean, if Q was here, he would talk about an hour yeah, we'd about be this guy. In- but Jacoby Myers, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, like you said, Nikhil Harry. Those he, guys he just asked for a trade. 
those guys are not attractive, TC. No. I don't understand. So, now, of course, you, I mean, Hunter Henry and Smith is in there. Are they going to look to throw those guys more in, like, as receivers? What they, they have doing? to, right? Yeah. Um, in my opinion, I think that Cam Newton's throwing ability, as we've seen, he went eight touchdowns to ten interceptions. It's not the greatest anymore. He's not that... That, that guy anymore. Now, I don't know how many drops there were by the wide receiver core. I don't know if it was a lot. I, I don't have the stat pulled up. But I also know that you can't expect the the wide receivers to play well if you don't have good quarterback play as well. You, you need them both to like kind of support each other. And I don't think that they were on the same page much. I don't know if there was much chemistry there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that happens. You know. Now, we kind of skipped over running backs. We'll go over that, those guys in a second. But with these wide receivers, those wide receivers that I mentioned, TC, which one do you think will be like the number the one? Go, yeah, the go to guy. I think it's Jacoby Myers. I think it's Jacoby Myers. I think he's yeah. the best one there. And I think that's, I think because Bill Belichick trusts him, because he's seen him develop, and because he saw what he could do last year, um, he had one game that it was the most receiving yards by a, by a, uh, by a Patriot, I mm-hmm. think, ever. He had a huge game. And. You know, I mean, that's just a one sample size, and that's not enough to really say consistently what these players are going to do. But I, I like Jacoby Myers. I think that he's got a good head on his shoulders. He's he's a talented guy. And I fantasy think, guy? Do you think he's a fantasy guy that you could draft and well, flex that's tough. guy? The, the Patriots have never. I'm okay. So in recent years, they have had certain players that were fantasy relevant. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, I don't know now if that's the case because it's tough. It, it, it really it, is. It, especially these wide receivers, and with like we just mentioned with Cam Newton not throwing the ball a lot. Um, uh, even with these running backs, I don't like even in the, in the tight ends, man. I've expressed my. Well, I don't, I don't think that. Cam Newton's going to be the start of the entire year. I could see Mac So you Jones, see the old Mac coming in. coming in possibly before week four. They play the wow. Bucks at Foxborough week four, and I could see I could see Mac Jones coming in early because Bill Belichick wants this. A better throwing motion, someone who can get the ball out, someone who's comfortable in the pocket, who doesn't That'd have be the, wild. He doesn't have the initial reaction to run first and to move out of the protection. He's got to trust his line well, and make those throws. I don't see that happening this year. I don't know the the contract. Is this it? I think this is the last a year. year. I think this is it for yeah, Cam Newton. Another one year. So deal. I think uh, this might be a year that Mac Jones has his little Mac out. Yeah. You know, see what I did there, and then he he really. Uh, uses his brain as a sponge and absorb everything, and then next year is his year. That's um, all you can do. They've got four quarterbacks on the depth chart right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mac Jones, Jarrett Stidham, Brian Oh, Royer. gosh, don't talk about Stidham again for 30 minutes. Okay, well, remind <laughs> me at 5.52 I can say his name. Again. Okay, all right. Uh, so, and, so, like I said, with these running backs, T.C., Damian Harris, Sony Michelle really went off the hill, I do believe, my personal opinion. Yeah. James White. Um, those guys, heck, man, what? I think it, it, out of those three guys, it would be Damian Harris. I think it's Damian think? Harris. I think, honestly, I'm going to put James White ahead as well. If if there is a three-down back, I think it's more Damian Harris because we saw some explosiveness from him last year. Mm-hmm. It, it, he had some injury situation going on. Um, you also have to remember that you know last year was a short off season. Everybody didn't get the chance to work that they want. I don't want to make excuses, but I'm going to anyway. Right. Um, but we saw some some fire from him that we haven't seen from Sony Michelle. Um, James White has been consistently a gadget player, and Bill Belichick knows how to use him well. So I think that we're going to still see that this year. But I think Damian Harris is going to be the go-to guy. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if how what his ADP is right now. 
Um, it's not that high. It's not high, it's not but, high. But that's because of the situation with the question mark. You know, mm-hmm. like can Sony Michelle bounce back? Can they be a decent running back by committee? I'm not certain. But if you are to have a running back from the New England Patriots, I think it's got to be Damian Harris. Absolutely, absolutely. So TC uh, with, with these Patriots and move on with the with the Jets. Um, pretty much. You probably agree with me that fantasy owners with every Patriot team or every Patriot player, the, the owners are playing the guess who game. Yeah, it and really who, is. You, know, uh, you just want to stick with matchups here. You don't want to target them first right now because we don't have an emergence of any player that is going to be the go-to guy. Now, we also know that Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith are both really good tight ends. Mm-hmm. But now they're both on the same team. It, it, that That is going to be the most interesting to me. About how they use those two guys. I'm excited to see, you know. (laughs) Again, I think maybe in real life it won't be that bad. But in fantasy, I don't think, I mean, again, we're playing the guess who game. You know, like, will Hunter Henry get more targets in the end zone? Or will Smith? I I don't know. I like Smith over Henry, of course. But that's just me. Henry's kind of been uh, plagued with the injury bug. Jonah Smith has kind of been slowly but sure getting better and better and better. Mm -hmm. Um, He got the bag this year and Hunter injury. They both got paid. Right. Um, and I think that Belichick's going to be able to utilize that uh, dual tight end system mm-hmm. to his advantage. Okay, TC, moving on to the last team in this division, a team that was in the bottom last year, 2-14 record, the New York Jets. But I should say this, TC, the Jets have done a pretty decent job um, with uh, improving, cleaning house, if you will, with the and looking really straightening and strengthening the this future here for the New York Jets, um, uh, with them getting rid of Sam Darnold, I think it, it was a matter of time. I think they they did what they had to do. Um, them adding Corey Davis, not a bad piece in the offensive core, who definitely stood up a little bit more, uh, and we'll talk about him a little bit. But, I mean, I think them adding him, it was not a bad idea. Them at, drafting a, uh, could be a future running back, we will see. And them also straightening uh, their uh, their defense as well. So I think they're they're doing a good job. They're making the moves that they have to right now right. because they're coming off a terrible season. Adam Gase just had that team all which way from who knows what way, and it was just a mess in my opinion. And their in their draft, uh, the, their top picks were like they got the Zach Wilson, of course, uh, Michael Carter, wide receiver Elijah Moore. They had a guard who was supposed to protect uh, Zach Wilson, and I think uh, Vera Tucker. Uh, so they're really banking on him, and he was a very good draft pick, the, probably the safest pick uh, that they did in that draft. But I think again, they're doing a good job. You know, as bad as you know, I think this year is still not going to be good. I think it's a rebuilding year You're by definitely far. Definitely working out some keys um, here. Yeah, so I think it is the the record probably will be better than two. I think maybe you know, we'll win about so. four or five wins possibly. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, but again, really. It's real bit rebuild season. I think they're doing a pretty good job with Zach Wilson. I think he's he's hands down, and the, the Jets have talked about this. He is the number one quarterback for this yeah, team. Yeah, he's going in. You draft somebody that's a quarterback in the top five. They're going to start for your team. Mm-hmm. If they're if not, then what would you draft him for? Right. And generally, teams that draft that high a quarterback, they need a quarterback bad, and that's why they draft high. And it, it's the thing where I, I talked about the tight ends with the Patriots. That's going to be an interesting thing. It's 
thing to see. This is going to be an interesting th thing to see as well, TC, and how Zach Williams or Williams Wilson does in this in this new NFL world. And heck, like I said, I've mentioned this before in, in a previous episode that he seriously looks like a high school kid. Yeah, like in the draft, I like if. If I was just blind and didn't know who this kid was, he looked like a high school kid. He was born in 1999. <laughs> we were we were chilling, 10 years old, no big <laughs> deal. But like, so we'll we'll see with Zach Wilson. Well, like I mentioned, um, well, heck, we'll talk about the wide receivers in the game. But like, he he's got some pieces around him. I like um, his wide receivers. They're around not him. bad. I think uh, they're I, better than the Patriots wide receivers. I, that's what I was gonna say, dude. I'm comparing, <laughs> and I I think so too. I think they are. I think because Jameson Crowder's proven if if he's if he's healthy and he's fed the ball, he just eats yeah. up everything. Yeah, he's consistent. He's a guy that you can count on, and that's what you need. Denzel Mims, um, he's yeah. he's had some hype around him um, from last year too. Now you have to understand that they're building. A whole new culture around the Jets right now. Mm -hmm. You got a new head coach, uh, Robert Sala. I don't know how to say his name, Sala, Saleh. Yeah, sounds I'm right. not certain, but he's a defensive mind. And the Jets' defense was terrible mm -hmm. last year. You mm -hmm. can't play catch-up every game and expect to win very many games. I think Mims will shock some people this year. I, I think, think so he, he played like half the season last year. He was drafted in the second round from Baylor. I think he will do... Uh, a good job connecting with Wilson here. And I also like Elijah Moore. I like this kid, watching more stuff on him. Uh, he was, again, drafted in the second round of this year's draft. Um, I think he will do a good job uh, connecting with Wilson. Now, of course, you got Corey Davis in there. Crowder is still pretty good. Uh, and, don't, and, of course, we'll talk about Chris Hurden. But I think, uh, again, not bad wide receivers. No, they've got pieces to build up around and I, I think the execution starts this year of course it, you know if it's a new head coach and you're really getting a new quarterback who's number one is it Corey Davis I don't know it's, it's probably if you look on paper it looks obvious it looks like it's Corey Davis but again I think Mims or Moore will shock some people yeah, I really do I, I, I believe agree I, I think these guys are young and I think they're hungry and and you know I don't have a much um uh, much footage to see Elijah Moore on. We saw uh, a brief sample of Denzel Mims, but I think he impressed well enough. And, you know, if you get some hype around yourself in training camp and, you know, the other players respect you, that right. builds confidence well, in you, and they want to play better. Here's a little thing on Moore. He's not a big guy, and he's probably our size. 5'9", uh, about 178 pounds or something like that. He finished last year in college sec ranking second in receiving yards and his contested catch rate was at 73%. Uh, I mean, that's the most in the slot position. The dude's crafty, and he, he gets is, open man. And, and gets and the ball. Doing more research in this kid, I, I, I like what I'm seeing. But I think I was kind of high on Denzel Mims last year, listening to last year's episode. Yeah. And he didn't do that. Well, of course, injury didn't help. But I think um, I was a little bit higher than what I should have been. Um, but we will see with, with more here. I think he's a very there's, talented There's kid. definitely confidence in these two players, and uh, I don't think that they will disappoint. Mm -hmm. now, this could be a reach, and, you know, it, they could just blow up and go crazy, but it's fantasy. There are question marks. We don't say anything right. is certain because it never is. No, of course, last year it was just they were just dead last in almost every category. Yeah. Dead, dead last in scoring, third down conversions, yards per play. It was just awful. I mean, it was just a mess. But I think this year, uh, like I mentioned, they've done a greater job at freaking um, 
really clearing the path of the, the smokiness that, that they had before. Uh, with the running backs, though, again, they drafted Michael Carter, which I'm a fan of. I, well, so, like, in here on the depth chart, they have him number three. I, I don't think, know if I agree with I that. I don't agree with that. I think uh, he could be. He's more, I mean, one of, of course, research on Michael Carter, he's, he's a pretty good receiving back. Um, w- w- in college, anyways, and with Tevin Coleman, Ty Johnson still in there. What do you think? Well, the they've got the experience. They've got the, the like. You want to put them as the one-two because of the experience they have over Michael Carter and LaMichael Perrine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna switch. I think the third and fourth on the depth chart are gonna be the one and two before the end of the year. Um, I think when you get players like that to coach and to help teach these younger players how to. Um, evolve into the NFL player and get that experience into them faster. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what's going to happen. Uh, I, I don't know how. I mean, we've seen flashes from Tevin Coleman that were great. We've seen right. flashes from but Ty he's Johnson this, that he's are never great. the guy. Either nope. one of those guys. Nope, they never, never were the, the guy. guy. Exactly. And I do believe that I think Michael Carter Jr. will be be that guy. You know, sometime this year. Yeah, um, I, I think that we have a, a, a pretty good observation there. Um, so just look out for that, folks. He could be someone who, towards the end of the year, really starts to get into his stride. And well, that's someone, someone you can pick in up. someone in our league bite the bait too early in our draft. You think? I think they will on him because he's a rookie and because yeah. he has the chance to overtake these two. I yeah. see that being easy. It's kind of like Devonte Williams from Denver. Yeah, I think those are easy uh, reaches. Trey Sermon for San Francisco. I don't know if it's biting the bullet though. Because the rookies and because we yeah. know, like with James Robinson, if anybody right. took him at all in the draft, yeah. they would have got the league winner right there. Absolutely, you know. Absolutely. We'll and so see. this could be that situation. It and could be when you have four keepers. It's almost a dynasty league. That is what makes rookie running backs just shoot up right. the draft rankings. And again, but with with this offense not being the, I mean this this team not being the best, might push it a little bit back, a little bit further. But yeah. we we will see. Let's move on to the tight ends. Chris Hurden, still the number one guy uh, on this team. Now, of course, as we all know, he's approaching his fourth year. His rookie year was his best. Over 500 yards, didn't miss a game, four touchdowns. But since then, I mean, he got injured in 2019 last year. He played all year, which is good, but had under 300 yards. But like I mentioned, T.C., that team was awful. Yeah, it wasn't a good team. They're in last place offensively all, all in every category. I think Chris Hurden will do a better job this year. Um, heck, he couldn't be much worse. Uh, but I think he he definitely took a step back last year. Yeah, well, I think that's the best thing that can happen to this team is to get a full new yeah. revamp. Yeah, I agree. Because I think that they have good players, but I think that you doesn't matter how good the players are if the coaches don't know how to use them. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the coaches knew how to use them. And right. so that was obvious in their record that was 2-15 and 15 or whatever it was. <laughs> Um, but we've seen flashes of um, of talent from him, so we know that he can do it. Now you hope that he takes that and realizes that this is a chance that he gets to use to start over and and redevelop and re uh, remake himself. And I think a lot of players get to do that when they get a new team or a new head coach. Mm-hmm. They get an opportunity to to revamp and be someone that they couldn't be with that crappy situation they were in before. Right. And I think that you got to look out for that. This guy, this guy, he might end up being uh, a tight end two in our league. I don't know if he'll ever get to tight end one because there are just a few players that we've seen that are just better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he could make that leap. He, he definitely could. could. He could. We'll see. We'll see with uh, Chris Erden and these New York Jets. Now, TC will... 
we'll uh, do our predictions and call it a day. Now, out of these four teams, Bills, Dolphins, Pats, and Jets, in what order do you think they will finish? I think Bills are going to win again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Pats are going to come in second. Okay. Um, and I think they're in the Dolphins' records are going to be very close, though. Um, but if Tua can't be the quarterback that the Dolphins want him to be, and I think, for me, that's my biggest question mark for the Dolphins is the quarterback play. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen enough um, to say for certain that he's going to be able to take that team to the next level. Um, with the Patriots, the coaching staff is it's Bill Belichick. You know, he's, he's a great football mind, yes. one of the greatest of all time, perhaps, I think so. Um, so he, he's got some tricks up his sleeves, and he's done something in the offseason that we had never imagined him to do ever. He spent a boatload of money, and he never does that. So we'll see how it pays off for him. Obviously, the Jets coming off the rebuild, I don't think that they're going to have everything clicking this year, so I think they'll Right, well, I think I agree with you there. I think the Jets are last, and the Bills are first. When it comes to the second and third, kind of up in the air. Uh, I think the Dolphins, I think they, they like we said, did a better job offensively surrounding Tua with those pieces. Now, again, it really depends on Tua and how he takes that second-year step into in, into this upcoming season. I think the Dolphins will probably, maybe, my prediction is having a better year than the Patriots, but we will see again with Cam Newton. And what he does, heck, and if he can throw more than eight touchdowns, that would help. Yeah, um, maybe he'll throw that I think in the th- first three weeks. I think the the wide receivers with the Dolphins are better than the, the wide receivers in the Patriots, yeah. and that's why I just think offensively the Dolphins are better. Yeah, I, I, I could see that. Um, I think that the defense is going to be a lot different this year for the Patriots than it was last year. They yeah. took the hit hardest with COVID. They just got uh, Matt Judon, who is a phenomenal linebacker, um, Dante Hightower, their linebacker core is going to be pretty scary this year. Um, so I'm looking at the defense to really step their game up this year. And this possibly could be all those top three teams. They could make the playoffs. It's a possibility. They could. They really could. We will see. And it'll definitely be fun, especially, again, like we mentioned, see how, what the Pats do with these two tight ends. That'll be interesting. Yep. See what that rookie does with his New York Jets yep. and see what Tua does. And, of course, if Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs will become, I mean, continue to be animals and beasts. All these, it will be interesting to see TC. That's why this division is pretty fun and, and, and to talk about. Now it is. It, After Brady yeah. got out of it, things yeah, like I know it, man. Open. It's, it's definitely open. cool. Well, hey. More equal, in my right. opinion. Absolutely, I agree. Well, TC, thank you so much, man. It was, it was glorious. I'm to surprised see we did this in an hour. We, Last know, time it did. took us two it episodes. It took us two hours. Uh, cue, blah, 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 blah. just doesn't just know goodness. how to stay on track. He is he is off the contract. We're not paying that kid anymore. Yeah, he owes us money He now. does. Q, yeah, you owe us we, money. We find him. But uh, any last words or comments? No, I'm just hoping to see some good football this year. I'm yeah, ready man. for fantasy. Like every mm. every week we get on here, I'm just ready to get these games going. But, you know, once it got, st- starts going, you know, it ends before we know it I every time. I tell you, man. I tell you. And, and just like watching more film as I can't wait to get in that fantasy football mode. And when a team gets close to the end zone, you get tingles inside. Yep. You know that feeling. But, like, uh, TC, like you're here for another week and a half yes, or sir. so. So we will get you on we'll do this uh, again, again and do another division. So, Fellas, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much, TC. And we'll get you back on later this week. But, hey, everybody else, you have listened to the Flawcast Network. Stay safe.